Welcome to the Wine Isle, the official wine podcast of North Coast Co-op. My name is Kirsten Lindquist. I am the wine buyer for both locations at the co-op. And I'm here with Jen Curry, who has been in the hospitality industry for years, um, tasted and drank lots and lots of different wines. Um, and she's an incredible expertise that we're pulling on. And the t- together we are going to do the wine aisle. And who should be listening to the wine aisle? Anyone who's interested in wine, who wants to learn more about wine, who wants to help decode all those labels out there, who doesn't know the difference between Burgundy and Pinot Noir, we are here for you. And this first podcast, um, our inaugural podcast, we're very excited about. In fact, we're both kind of nervous, but that's fun. We are going to dedicate to the holidays, which are coming up right now, and um Those of you who go looking for gifts or now that COVID is starting to wane, you might be actually going to parties and having family gatherings. You probably want to bring wine. And so how do you buy wine for the holidays? That's what we're going to talk about. Um, We're going to have some advice for new wine seekers. Um, We're going to let you know what we are drinking. And then we're probably going to end with what we would pair with what we are drinking. What kind of foods would go with what wines we're drinking? Um... And I'm sure we'll have lots of interesting things to say along the way. So I'm going to turn it over to Jen. And she's going to tell us um, some suggestions, reds or whites, that you could bring as gifts or to parties or family gatherings. Well, I thought I would just tell you what I drank for Thanksgiving in kind of a week. You know, there was a lot of food involved, um, potlucks, this and that. And I found two wines that I loved that covered all the bases. One's old world, one's new world. And everybody really liked them. They didn't have to overthink it. Boom. Done. Wait a sec. Tell us what old world versus new world means. A new world would be uh, California, Chile, Argentina. Yeah, new world would be, yeah, California. Predominantly, mainly when we say new world, old world, when we say new world, we mean California. Especially since we are in California. Exactly, and we're surrounded by it. (laughs) Old world would be the European wines, and that would include all of Europe. Sometimes it would include South America, Australia, just uh, different styles, but... um, Well, okay, I'm going to pressure a little more. What is different styles? Because when people ask me, what's the difference between old world and new world? I'm like, yeah, it's from different places, but... The terroir. I mean, here we go. We're diving immediately into terroir. We were going to keep it light, but we're going to do it. Um, so they would be difference in soil, difference in winemaking, different philosophies, different histories, different ways of looking at it. I mean, it's a whole Pandora's box, and we'll do a whole show yeah. on New World, Old World, and what that means for not only the product, but just philosophy, state of mind. Uh, and uh, hopefully you get to appreciate both. Great. Yeah. Okay. So bring us back to what you were drinking over Thanksgiving. uh, One of my favorite grapes in the whole wide world, and it's such a great food wine, is Chenin Blanc. And so in the old world, they call Chenin Blanc. It comes from, here's another thing about the old world. They don't call it by the grape. They call it by where it's grown. And Chenin Blanc is grown in Vouvray. So I have Rouvray, and just like Shannon in California, they come in a range of styles from bone dry to spicy and slightly sweet. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my favorite Shannon Blanc from California has its roots in Loire, and it's the Dry Creek Shannon Blanc. Mm. And Kirsten has always been a great supporter. You sell a ton of it. It's a great price. It's sustainable from bottle to soil. It's just an easy no-brainer wine. 
And it's delicious with turkey. It's delicious with like pork. You know, this is just one of those great food wines that is so easy to drink. And you're like, oh, yeah. And I could have it with all these different foods as well. Yes. We had it with oysters and crab. Epic oyster wine. Epic oyster wine. And uh, their their Shannon comes from Clarksburg. And they have the only American winery to release 45 consecutive vintages of Dry Creek Chenin Blanc. And it's the only wine they make that's not a state. They are in Dry Creek and Sonoma. But the Clarksburg area, the Delta, with the cool influences on the river, Clarksburg is known for Shannon. Everybody, boom, Clarksburg, Shannon. So it's the only wine Dry Creek make that's not a state, but it makes sense. That's what they do. And that's another thing that you should know. When you're told that a wine is an estate-grown wine, that actually means it's better for fruit. It's better grapes um, because it's all from the same place. And so the flavor profile is going to be a lot more pronounced. It's going to be very specific. Whereas when you see a bottle of wine that just says California, it means the grapes are from all over the place. And so the flavor is not quite diluted, but it isn't as specific. For sure. When I'm talking to newbies and a lot of people say, what should I look for? I said, look at the back of the bottle and look for grown, produced and bottled by. That's an estate wine and spend $15 because you're going to get a much better bottle. But yeah, grown, produced and bottled by. You'll see a lot of times it just says bottled by and that means zero. It means that they could have bought bulk wine, added oak chips, bottled it. And, you know, there's good values there and there's, you know, not always something wrong with that. But if you get to the point where you want to support a bigger thing than look for that. Right. Look for estate, look for grown, produced and bottled dyed because there was, there was care and people really, really put a lot of effort into it in that bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So it started with the Dry Creek Shenan. Delicious, spicy, lovely. And then uh, the Domaine Pichot, Vouvray, the French, Mm, you know, it's mm -hmm. about... It's almost twice the price as the Dry Creek, but the most delicious wine. And the, the, so the difference between the two would just be depth. Um, the, the Vouvray was so silky, so giving, so rich and so full and just so interesting. A ton of little tiny bit of petrol. It just tastes like France. So mm. just a little different. Yeah. And a lot of fun to do a side by side. A lot of fun. I remember the first time I had Vouvray, I had never had Chenin Blanc or Vouvray before. And it was one of those, oh my God, your mouth is just full of just like fruit and flavor and just a little bit of sweetness. And you can't wait to have your next drink. And you're just like, you must try this. Have you never heard of Vouvray? (laughs) And it does have training wheels for people that are not used to dry wine. That, you know, people like it because it does have a lot of fruit. So, you know, my granny liked it. Everybody liked it. And we were all on board. And it's from that beautiful valley called the Loire Valley. If you've ever been to France and gone and looked at all the chateaus, that's where it's coming from. Great with goat cheese, you know, chef. Yeah. Just a real chameleon. So slam dunk. Yeah. Chenin Blanc. Love that. Easy peasy. Um, This Thanksgiving, I was actually drinking Riesling. That's where I was going for. And that's another great... um, uh, holiday turkey. Even if you're not having turkey, we didn't have turkey. We were vegetarians, but with mushroom gravy, um, it's also got that little hint of sweetness, which was really nice. This was an Alsatian from North East France. That's where Alsace is, right on the German border. All the best Rieslings come from Germany, but Alsace produces a pretty nice one, a little more reasonably, reasonably priced. Um, 
Yeah. So what red were you drinking? So we did have turkey. Um, you know, what are you going to do? We went <laughs> baby traditional. And I went with Gamay um, mainly because it was the release of Beaujolais Nouveau, which is the first wine of the year. It's Gamay from France. And it's a very, very fresh wine that is this harvest. And it was a miracle that it made it to yes, our shores in time <laughs> for Beaujolais Nouveau Day. So we had to honor that. Um Carbonic maceration, so they just, they don't use yeast to ferment it. They just hit it hard with CO2. They let nature take its course. There's no oak. It's bottled right away. It's fresh. It's fun. Charges right out of the gate. Good, fresh fruit flavor. Really nice acid. Uh, just delicious and 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 not hard to explain right yeah right just not hard to explain it's fun it's a tradition you yeah know, you gotta yeah, do it it's yeah. a tradition it is fun yeah we did that um and that's Beaujolais Beaujolais is the region Gamay is the grape Correct. um and you don't find a lot of Gamay in California you do don't you? but there is a grape called Valdegui yes which they called Napa Gamay for many 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 years and Valdegui is just fun to say it is and it's gosh darn delicious so we had uh, Jaylor Valdegui next to that uh, super inexpensive super fun right and just a really really interesting story when you go back to Napa Gamay and one of the people that's bringing it back is one of the sons that uh, owns Schramsberg. And oh. he went back years and years and years. And the very first Schramsberg wine on the menu at Chez Panisse was $15. And it was sparkling of Napa Gamay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. So just a really, really old school roots wines. I'm sure the French brought it here. It's originally from Languedoc. And I'm sure they brought it here years mm. and years ago. There are 150-year-old vineyards in Ukiah. Oh, my gosh. Valdegui. And, you know, now with DNA, we know that it's Valdegui. But they called it Napa Gamay because it reminded them of Gamay. It's just bright, fresh, fun, easy, super great acid, everyday drinking table wine. And the J-Lor price can't be beat. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking, I think it's only $13. Yeah. When we're talking about great price. That's a really good price. And I'm letting you all know that we will definitely talk about prices on this show because the co-op is a grocery store. So we're trying to get you good value. We're going to have some higher end stuff, but I definitely make that a priority is that I know people are coming to shop mainly for their everyday wine, but we also want to offer, you know, some fun higher end stuff, especially for the holidays when you're like going to spend a little bit more, you're going to do a gift, Um, which reminds me, when you said the sparkling gamay. So we finished with sparkling gamay. And you could do this for breakfast, too. Uh, Kirsten took a chance, and she brought the sweetest little French gamay in. It's called Coupe de Boule, and it's got a French lady blowing bubbles on the cover, on the label. And it's low alcohol. It's 7% alcohol. It tastes like strawberries in a glass. <sighs> so it's definitely get-together. It's a day drinker, Ugh. after drinker. Uh, palate cleanser. We yep. used it as a digestive yeah. just with ice cream and a little caramel sauce. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just, delicious. It was just fun and lovely and inexpensive and just frivolous. And that was actually my nightcap for Thanksgiving. I came home and had a glass of that because um, I didn't have enough to bring and share. But <laughs> and it's great. It's so great when it's ice cold and you just get the sparkle. And like I wrote, it's like strawberry shortcake in your mouth. There's like this creaminess, there's pastry and the strawberry and it's like wild strawberry. So it's not like the super sweet type because it is only a demi-sec. Demi-sec means slightly sweet, not like we're not talking dessert. We're not talking Moscato. Um, but yeah, if you like, um, what is the orange juice? Um, mimosas. Blanking on that. Mimosas. Uh, you're going to love this. And um 
It's from France, so you can feel fancy. Well, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from North Coast Co-op. The Wine Isle is the official wine cast of North Coast Co-op, your local, member-owned grocery co-op, where everyone is welcome. Welcome back to the Wine Isle. So, um, the thing that's on my mind right now is I will be going to a few holiday gatherings, um, probably not too many family gatherings because my family's on the East Coast, but... Um, things that I like to bring when I'm bringing gifts or bottles to share is I don't want to bring the normal stuff. I want to bring what I think of as fun, um, and unknown and adventurous. Um, so, but also I do like to go local. So I will put a plug in there for, um, if you haven't tried White Thorns Pinot Noirs, um, she's a local winemaker. She buys local grapes, and she's got two different vintages on the shelf right now. One is um, Humboldt County, and the other one is a, um, a state, I mean, vineyard-specific, Lost Coast Vineyard. So it's a pretty well-known vineyard, um, and that one's really spectacular. It's got a lot of earthiness to it that you don't usually find, um, I'd say, outside of Anderson Valley. So um, that's one I like to go with. Um, I'll probably be bringing the coup de boue, the sparkling gamay, because that's um, a fun one. I like to introduce people to it. Um, yeah. What about you? The white thorn. Great call. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to see those back on the shelf. Yeah. You know, what a pedigree. Yeah. And that Lost Coast Vineyard is magical. It's the most beautiful place. Oh, isn't it? Beautiful, though? beautiful yeah. place. And I like your idea of local. Absolutely. It's, you know, especially if you are going to be visiting out of town family, I mm. always like to bring a care package of Humboldt County, mm. you know, all of it. Absolutely. Mm. All of it. Good call. And sparkling. I try to bring big bottles because they go by fast, you know. So if you see a big bottle, grab it. They'll go faster than you think. People think, oh, there's no way we're going to drink all that wine. Yes, you will. And you know what I didn't know about big bottles about Magnums is that it's actually better to buy them that way, right? Instead of opening multiple bottles. Absolutely. Um, the, it's this basic science surface area that Magnums uh, age better. They taste better. They ferment better. Mm. Magnums. And plus, they just look cool. Come They're on. so much They're fun, just, right? You know, it's impressive. It is. You know, it's a nice gesture. Especially when it's a giant bottle of sparkling. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know it's going to be a party. You bet. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other gifts that I like to give, I'm trying to think. Um, oh, so uh, Lichen is an estate down in Anderson Valley and they do Pinot Noir. They do Pinot Gris and they do a sparkling, but they do this one called Le Pinot, which is Pinot Noir and Pinot Gris and it's white wine. A lot of people don't know that Pinot Noir juice is white. It's the grapes that are red. And so the wine doesn't turn red until you put it on the skins. Um, because champagne is made out of Pinot Noir Chardonnay and Pinot Meunier. And it's white. Um, but this one is, I mean, it, it tricks you because it's full bodied um, for a white because it's Pinot Noir. And then you've got that crispness and acidity of Pinot Gris. And I love recommending that to people. And it's a fun one to bring because people just aren't expecting it. Just like the Pinot Noir you just recommended to me, that's a Pinot Noir Blanc. 
Correct. Yeah, it brings me to the Ionero. Yeah. It's a Blanco de Pinot Noir, and it's from Patagonia. I mean, who's had a wine from Patagonia? Right. It's completely organic. It's very inexpensive, and it is just so charming. Right. Uh, I mean, because the Patagonia, um, the Anello is only 16 on the shelf, whereas yeah. Le Pino, as it's called, always reminds me of like Le Girls, mm-hmm. uh, is 27 on the shelf. So that's definitely a pricier one. And someday we will get to why is wine from New World more expensive from wine from the Old World? And the main reason is land. You know, land is more expensive here. The grapes are more expensive. Whereas if you've been living on your land for like five, six, seven generations, you don't have to pay a mortgage anymore. Um, so that's why you can get you can get some great deals um, from old world wines. Um, there's also lots of really expensive wine. There's plenty of expensive wine all over the place. So um, what kind of gifts do you like to give? Sparkling. Yes. Uh, bourbon. you know a really great beer yeah a delicious belgian beer Mm, absolutely yeah 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 Yeah. that's true yeah you the saint bernardist abt that's a great beer and those are food friendly too Mm, cheese and meat Mm -hmm. yeah for Mm -hmm. sure yeah you just have to know your guest yeah but that's the thing what if you don't know your guest Sparkling. Yeah, that's what I usually tell people. Absolutely. It's celebratory. It's it fun. goes with all food from popcorn to burgers. You just can't go wrong. Right. You I can't. was just listening to this British wine um, podcast and they were talking about, you know, really expensive champagne is great with fish and chips. I was like, okay, I get it. You know why? Because you've got grease. Whenever you've got anything that's got that richness, whether it's cream or oil or like gravy on your turkey, Champagne is wonderful with it. Champagne and French fries. Boom. Oh Done. my gosh, right? <laughs> <laughs> truffle butter popcorn. Truffle butter popcorn. Oh Oscar my gosh. Right, there. right? Yeah. Don't even think you're lowbrow. You're totally highbrow for having champagne yes. with your truffle butter popcorn. Oh, I'm definitely going to have to try that. I don't know if I'm going to have like real shaved truffles over it, but you know. The truffle oil works just fine. Yeah, that's true. Truffle you could salt. Do that. Truffle salt. That sounds delicious. All of which would be a great gift. Um, yes. Yeah. Finishing salts. Anything that's just something that somebody might, n- you know, spend the money on for themselves. Just a little luxury, especially in this day and age. And consumables. I think that we all have enough stuff. Yes. But consumables are something that, you know, people might not splurge on for themselves. Yeah. And that's actually what it's about, right? It's mm-hmm. like you're splurging. You're going to buy something special for someone who they wouldn't. And you don't have to tell them the price. But, you know, when it comes from a special place... When, you know, there's just nothing like the sound of a cork popping. No, I never get tired of it. <laughs> I know, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, well, thinking to um, your next holiday meal, and I know you're a great cook. You're always telling me about what you're making. Have you started to plan out your Christmas holiday meal yet? I haven't. You know, I usually play it by year, and uh, last year and a half has brought that down to home. <laughs> wine once I know what I'm cooking and once I've sort of tasted where I'm at and then I go look for wine. So I try to keep a little bit of variety mm-hmm. and cover my bases. Mm-hmm. I'm also not like super fussy. I'm not stuck in one mode, you know, I open-minded. Right. Absolutely. I cook right. what's seasonal. I cook what's available. Um, I'm never 
feeling like I need to make a list and go shop at the store, work with what I have. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, you know, really but are I like European. Go, yeah. yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I have... Um, both a New Year's and a Christmas tradition of having crab. Yes. Whenever I can, right? And I love sparkling wine. I love sparkling rosé with crab. Um, but I guess there's other stuff you could do. It depends on what you're doing. Oh, um, absolutely. Well, yeah. Um, like... Crab cakes. We had crab, crab cakes. cakes last night with beans and rice and yeah. a uh, light Italian red. There, See, you, you can know? do red mm-hmm. with crab oh, cakes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you remember what your light Italian red was? I do. It was called a chisuelo, and it's a little cherry, no oak, just very, very simple, humble, little, silly little wine. Right? Chisuelo, mm-hmm. doesn't that mean little, little cherry? cherry. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of another very cherry wine that we brought in um, that you convinced me to bring in has turned into a great hit, the Diano, Diano d'Alba. Great right? wine. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. Talk Irresistible. about great price. Mm-hmm. And that would be really good with it, too, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Anything that's not uh, too tannic, too fruity, too oaky, anything that's so just light. Light, And lively. humble and honest. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. And I think people are moving towards those wines again, which is really fun. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Not super over-the-top, bold, heavy-handed, you know, it's like you want the food to just be as happy next to the wine as the wine is next to the food. Um, Yeah, because I was thinking classic whites, but, you know, I'm a white and rosé drinker. You're more of a red drinker. I am too, (laughs) especially as I get older. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, because I think of um, Muscadet, as a Frenchman recently corrected me. Right, Pique Poule de Pinay, Mm -hmm. which is a lovely white. what else do I have? Oh, in both stores I have um a it's a Côte de Gascon, so it's from southern France, um around the Aquitaine. What is down there? It's it's south of Bordeaux, so it's not Bordeaux. I guess it's Languedoc. Yeah, it would be Languedoc. Um, and it's another one that's got like this crisp acidity to it, so that works really well with seafood. If you're going to do salmon, if you're not going to do um like ham or I guess people still do roast beef for Christmas don't they big time (laughs) what would you pair with roast beef I don't eat roast beef so (laughs) anything you know it just depends on what your flavor is you know you could go from pinot to cab you know right just whatever you prefer and it all depends on the sides are you going to go horseradish Mm. you know whatever you prefer and that's why it is nice to have a few bottles open right you know and just let everybody decide for themselves you know Uh there's no yum or yuck at my house yeah whatever you'd like wherever you need to go right Right. I completely agree with that. And people get a little nervous when I would have dinner parties and I'd open multiple bottles of wine and they'd be like, oh, my God, are we all going to get drunk? I'm like, no, you're going to drink what you want. You know, maybe you want Zinfandel with that. Maybe you really want Pinot Noir or you're just so set on Cabernet. I'm like, drink what you want, whatever feels good. Um, And if it doesn't taste good, try something else. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes there's an obvious clash and you need to move on. Right. Uh, I usually just, like you said, I have a few bottles open and we explore. Right. Yeah. Everybody's taste is different. It's so true. And it's actually, that's the best way to learn about wine. You know, if you can control yourself and do an own, your own little tasting where you're not swallowing every time, it's hard. Because, but, you know, after a while, you're not going to be able to taste anything if you just keep swallowing alcohol. So if you're having a party, great. Just do that. But if you want to actually sit down and do a tasting for yourself, 
spit after each one so that you can um, actually taste what it is that's in your mouth. And for those of you who are new at tasting, don't doubt what you think you're tasting. You might be tasting olive. You might be tasting mint. You know, you'd be shocked and surprised. Um, You know, don't try to shut down what your senses are telling you. Yeah, keep your mind open and taste just like you would coffee. You'd slow down, close your eyes, let it roast in your mouth, and right. taste it like you would coffee or chocolate mm. or anything else. You mm-hmm. know, slow down and explore your senses and don't just quaff. I mean, you could quaff. But sure. I mean, if it's you really, fun to quaff. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're trying to learn Quaffing something happens. and teach yourself, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, slow down and, and explore and don't feel like there's any right or wrong answer. And the other thing I like to tell new people who are um, just tasting, you know, it makes a big difference what you put in your mouth food wise. So like that's why those rich cheeses or if you eat meat, those salamis are going to change things, even olives, right? Salt, um, oil, anything like that, butter, that's all going to like taste how your taste buds are taking in information. Um, And it'll taste totally different, which is, you know, the whole idea behind pairings. But don't get caught up in it because you're really just trying to have fun. That concludes today's episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us, our inaugural episode. If you're interested in the wines featured during the show, come visit our wine department at either of our two stores located at 811 I Street in Arcata and 25 4th Street in Eureka. Please follow North Coast Co-op on Facebook and Instagram or visit us at northcoast.coop backslash wine. If you'd like weekly updates on what's new in our wine section, please sign up for our wine email list. Each week, uh, we'll be sending out an update on what's new on the shelf and what's on sale. It's really helpful if you're looking to try new things. So please sign up and visit northcoast.coop backslash wine. Until next time, I'll see you on the wine aisle.